The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once when Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him, he asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others Elijah and still others that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, The Messiah of God. Jesus sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we continue reading from the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, this time chapter 3. This book was authored by King Solomon when he was an old man. He was looking back on his life. He had turned away from the Lord in the latter years when he had everything. Peace on all sides in Israel. He was ministered to hand and foot, wealthy, had everything. And yet, because he had everything, he was tempted to immerse himself in the pleasures of the world so much that it led him to all kinds of strange alliances with foreign wives that brought paganism into the Holy Land. He looks back now at an old age and he says basically life without God is vanity of vanities, all vanity. And he would really repeat the archaic mindset of fallen humanity that sees the whole cosmos as a eternal repeating cycle with no real direction upward or linear toward a goal, but really deterministic so that there's nothing worthwhile because everything that had been will come again. Everything we do will be repeated. This eternal repetition makes life tiresome, wearisome, which is what the author says. So how does Solomon advise future generations to live? We get a hint of the answer in today's first reading, even in chapter 3, after going through that whole list of different times, and they're basically opposites, time to be born, time to die, time to plant, time to pluck up, and so forth. He then says, yet God has made everything suitable for its time. Here he brings everything now back under God's providence. And he says, moreover, God has put a sense of the past and future into their minds, a sense of eternity. Now that's because we were created in God's image and likeness. We have the natural law instantiated into our hearts, but because of the fallenness of the human mind and heart, that was not recognized. Solomon being a classic example. But Solomon says, because this is now and has been in our hearts, we need to turn to God, and then everything takes on an infinite value, whether we weep or mourn or laugh or dance or embrace or love, anything we do now can take on great significance because it's all folded into God's providence. This becomes most expressed in the new covenant with Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
when we have the Trinity, the eternity of God living within us, then every little thing that we do has great significance because we can ground it in God's love. And that's why Jesus asked the question in today's gospel from Luke chapter 9, who do people say that I am? Because if Jesus is just another good teacher, another prophet, and nothing more, we're back to the eternal repeating cycle that is going nowhere. But Peter says, you are the Messiah, not just one of the prophets like Elijah or even John the Baptist. And that is why Christ builds his church on Peter. So here we are in time, but also in eternity, because we are going to receive Christ in the Eucharist. And when we make our finite time united with the eternal power and love of God, then life becomes one glory after another, after another, ending in the beatific vision. That's the linear direction of history that we're in. And that makes everything new. As Christ said, I come to make all things new. Let's thank God. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Padre Pio. He was a simple priest, yet he changed many, many lives because he knew the answer that Solomon is pointing to and that Christ is. He said Mass devoutly. He heard confessions nonstop. And when people came to him in their needs, he gave good advice, always centered on Christ. That made him a saint. And that's what we're called to do as well. So St. Padre Pio, pray for us that through our life and witness to a world that's going in a cycle downward, we can point to the one who has the answer in great joy and faithfulness. Let us pray.